Who are you feeling bad for? Who? Well, basically, if I gotta be honest for a second, it's an inflated perception of the reality. It's an inflated image of themselves that they can't help but do. It's robotic for them at this point. And it's a sad, unfortunate truth that when they actually wipe away the fog and look in the mirror, they see absolute disgust, absolute horrid, a horribly ran, disgusting club. Dividends are more, dividends is a word that makes their owner's dick move. And yeah, they suck. And I love it. It's real. It's real. Here's the reality of it. Real quick, two seconds. In 2009, Sir Alex Ferguson before the Manchester Derby was asked, simply, do you ever think going into the Derby, Manchester City will be favored? And he was famously quoted as saying, not in my lifetime. What a fuck of a man. You look like an ass. And I hope, I, I could have watched the entire rest of the game with Sir Alex Ferguson in front of his, just live shot. Just show me the game with his reactions to every goal. I would pay money. I would pay for a subscription. Like for the whole 90 minutes of that game, I, you can have it again, pay-per-view, and we'll give it to you with his face instead of the score. And I would pay mm, $99. I, I'd pay 100 bucks to watch that. He was crying. He was disgusted. He was shitting himself. I don't know what the fuck was going on, but there was murder in Manchester. Yeah. Literally, it could I, be the name of the documentary. Murder in Manchester, or the movie, Netflix. Ten-part documentary of the, the, the end of Manchester United yesterday. There's only yeah. one team in Manchester. There's only one team in Manchester. I, I, I would say this. I, I really, I really want to get this out there because we're like two to three minutes into this. And I think in all fairness and all respect to the rest of the league, I think, I think there's so much to cover in these two matches just with everything. I mean, it, ultimately, it's our fandom that brings us to this pod and talking about the league. And yeah, there were some, you know, quality matchups, but. I mean, for the love of everything, that this league is everything in those four teams. It symbolized almost kind of like what I think at the end of the year is going to be. And maybe, you know what, that Liverpool-Brighton game, I think that's going to ultimately be also a culmination of like the entire year. Like the misconception of Tottenham and United fans and the true understanding that there are right now, there are two fucking dogs and everyone else shut the fuck up. You ain't in this. You ain't with this. You don't know what you're doing. You got it wrong. London has been read. It's it's to the point to where Miguel is getting the respect and everyone's London. The Arsenal fans are kind of looking at the rest of us like y'all been late. You don't understand. He just needed the support and the right players. The mentality grew with players that were with it. When you have witnesses that can tell you this man knows what he's doing. And then you have, I also noted this, the openness and willingness of every Arsenal player on that roster when Jesus and Zinchenko came to understand these two know to win, 
These two know what it takes. These two were coached by this guy who's been telling me for the last few years what I need to do. This guy, these two can implement it on the pitch. Show me. I'll lead. The lack of ego and openness to have that in your clubhouse. My Lord, look at the achievements. You, and look at, look, at the, look at the opposite when it comes to a piece of shit like Sterling, who leaves a club who's doing well. City do the right by him and give him the nod and appreciate him. And that sack of shit doesn't want to sign a jersey that's, that's, uh, that's got his name uh, on a, that's Man City. He doesn't want to sign it. Because, oh, he's passed that chapter in his life. But ask Sinchenko or, or, or Jesus to say a negative word about City. They'll never do it. Never. The difference is look where Chelsea is. I'm not saying that it's a direct correlation. I'm saying you speak these types of vibes. You speak this types of level of championship and willing mentality into existence. That's why United don't have it because you got a bitch like Bruno yapping, yapping, doing all this yapping. When, when you got your Portuguese brethren on the pitch and they're not even acknowledging you. You're the chihuahua in the room that's begging for attention and yapping and gets nothing, nothing. Because you... Honestly, you, you, it's the truth. It's the truth. The rest of the club, the rest of the league, and honestly, half the rest of, I'd say 80 85% of the rest of the clubs in Europe need to be looking at Arsenal, need to be looking at City, and need to be everyone piped down. Don't, don't, you don't even come near this right now. You ain't rocking with what we're rocking, bro. They looked incredible. Both of those teams looked hands down. No one could touch them right now, any day of the week. Name a club. Madrid just drew, finally. I'd say Madrid was there. PSG slapping a farmer's league. Okay. You said a lot there. I don't even know where to begin. You came in on smoke, and I love it. I love it. I love it. But let's let's do one game at a time. I don't want to mix these two games in. So you started with Manchester. Let's let's start there. And uh, I'll, I'll... repeat some of the things that you said about Arsenal. Well, let's start in Manchester. The demolition derby. Let's be honest. That was embarrassing. Embarrassing by Manchester United. And I don't even know where to begin um, other than Erlen Holland, where it's the obvious place to begin. Another hat trick at home. Uh, the man is going to break all sorts of records. He's unstoppable. You know, I heard, I heard so many Manchester United fans. There's receipts on Twitter as well saying Lissandro Martinez, he had a great game at, at Ajax against uh, Dortmund, and he pocketed Holland. How'd he do yesterday? How'd that go? <laughs> How'd it go yesterday? I'm asking you honestly. Varane couldn't even stay healthy. Had to be yeah. carted off almost. Had to limp off in the 30th hurt. minute. He's hurt again. So yeah. guess what? The fridge is back. You want to be cocky? Karma, motherfuckers. Now you That's got the fridge in Lissandro. Let's see how good Lissandro is going to look with the fridge next to him. Yep. Let's see that. Yeah, so that's he's, an back. he's back. Uh, Eric Ten Hag, I'm hearing a lot of, oh, it's his first derby. We can't be too hard on him. Why the fuck did you buy Casemiro for $84 million if you're going to sit him against Manchester City and play McChicken? Why the fuck did you do that? There's a big difference yeah. between having a decent game in the midfield against Arsenal when Thomas Partey's out at at Old Trafford, then going to fucking the Etihad against yeah. Manchester City, who are about to win five and six titles, and playing McChicken. Eric Ten Hag, you're not a miracle worker. 
You're right. not a miracle worker. McTominay's yeah. been shit for fucking years. Yeah. You didn't fix it's him in eight games, league, you bro. arrogant prick. Yeah. You didn't fix him in eight games, you arrogant prick. So I'm not going to be easy on Ten Hag. That was naive as shit, and you got yep. pounded for it, and you need to take the blame. And he kind of did and, in his press conference, so credit to him. And I'll admit, you, you had a great point about this when, when the United-Arsenal game. And I didn't really kind of I, – I, I think after the pod, I listened to it a bit, and I was kind of thinking, I don't think I was really sipping that Kool-Aid he was telling me about, about Partey. I don't think he's really that important to you. No, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm completely wrong about it. He's so important to you. He – First off, yeah, the banger, okay? Let, the, the banger. Let's just put that to the side. <laughs> okay. On the Manchester City game. Okay, okay. Let's not yeah, go there right. yet. We'll, talk, we'll, we'll hold that. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's do this then. Rodri was out yesterday, but to me, it's Rodri and Partey, two best DMs right now in the yeah. Premier League. What do you say about so, that? We'll tie it back into well, City. 100%. 100%. And if you would have told me this is a United, I guess this you can have this one little victory. These, If you would have told me, the night before, United put up three on you and Rodri doesn't start because he's hurt. I don't sleep a wink and I'm fucking pissed. I'll probably have a cry. I don't know what the hell has happened. I, I would be extremely stressed. But holy shit. Um, in a hundred appearances, in a hundred appearances in major European league football. Mm-hmm. Erling yeah. Holland has 103 goals. Mm-hmm. Okay. If Erling Holland didn't play at all, United and City would have drew 3 3. So, my takeaways first off, I have, I also, you, you need to hear this. Okay. Jack Grealish for the season after last, after yesterday, the, for the Premier League, the rating, the player rating average, number one, Erling Holland with an 8.56 player rating. Number two, he also has four player of the matches. Number two, Kevin De Bruyne, 8.09 player rating. This is just Man City? This, this is just our team, our club, okay. our player ratings. The average for the Premier League so far. Number three is Jack Grealish with a 7.87 player rating. I'm going to go ahead and let that simmer for a second. Now, yesterday, when he played, oh my days, I loved every bit of that G- Jack Grealish. Notice where some of his great runs were if you watch a highlight on just him. And I have to shout out some of those Twitter uh, uh, follows. My God, they come out with some just great solo individual cuts of the players and it's just wonderful jack Grealish looked absolutely incredible i wish he would have finished one or two he had a couple shots that i thought were there for him um and i was really frustrated with that but his movement and notice his positioning it was central more of that kind of right in the middle as as they were attacking now, now he looked more of a cam as he was progressing in that center mid I am telling you when Bernardo leaves, I hope it never comes, but we all know it's the actual truth. And hey, listen, United fans, that's something you can take, right? When a player's unhappy or when you have a player that is not necessarily there, maybe you just open willing to say, hey, let's time to go ahead and go. Let's get a great value for you. Or I don't know. I don't know what you're going to get out of McChicken because the more you play McChicken, you're not going to go ahead and be able to sell them. You know, last I checked, McChickens go for about a buck nowadays. 
That's on you, bro. So you, and every bitch you play him, he the value gets less because he's that shit. You cannot hide it. It's openness, especially when you have when you're playing city. When we're gonna spread those cheeks like it's like it's prom night. You already know what we're doing. So when we do that and it exposes your midfield, your shit midfield, you're going to have Bruno bitching, you're going to have McChicken exposed, and you're going to have a Casemiro and a Ronaldo sitting there crying, wondering, why did I come to this club? I love every bit of it, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I, I For the life of me, I cannot understand the arrogance of that decision. Because you're basically saying, I'm starting McTominay because I've changed him in six games. <laughs> Like, uh, like no, you're, you're, what you're saying is I'm raising my hand. I am comfortable with what I know Man City can do. These are the 11 players that I feel can handle what they do. That's what you're saying to us. It, and don't convince me. Don't say to me, no, 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 no. It's about what we're going to do to City. That was the game plan we implemented. If you're going, okay, so if that is the mentality, we should have put up 10 on you because you are that stupid. You're playing against the big dogs. You do yeah. not play us at home and think you're implementing something. You are not even in sync with what the manager wants and what players you want. Your owner wants his money back, and you've been asking for him out. And you're going to go against arguably the best team in Europe, who's directly your neighbor, and you're going to do your game plan? Yeah, okay. We should have put up fucking 10 on you if that's the case. Stupid. Honestly, I thought there was going to be 10 at one point. And I think City at one point took their foot off the gas, even though they kept Holland in the game. Yeah. I mean, they were brilliant. The final balls from De Bruyne or the final balls from Holland, everybody was on point. Holland ends up with three goals, two assists in his first Manchester derby. How you like them apples? Seriously. How the fuck you like that? Yep. So for all that, you know, I keep hearing Delo, great right back. Awful, awful yesterday. Grealish had him on toast. Malasia has a great left back. What? They pulled him from the game. He was awful. Saka killed him two weeks ago. That might be the end of Malasia. You might have to do Luke Shaw again. Luke Shaw in the fridge might be back. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. how quickly seriously. things change. Look at how fucking quickly things change. Yeah. And... Again, I'm going to ask you, why do you buy Casemiro? Why do you have Cristiano Ronaldo to not play them in this game? I like some things I've seen from Ten Hag, but this was bad. And let's go to another thing about Manchester United. Jaden Sancho. Yeah. You got pulled. Hello. You, <laughs> did you play yesterday? Are you home? No. Yeah. For all the stick yeah. we gave to uh, Lukaku, Timo Werner, Jaden Sancho has been an absolute bust of a signing. The guy is yeah. slower, slower, slower than molasses. He is a slow, slow winger. And I keep hearing Ten Hag wants to play with pace at, at the forward positions. Well, I'm sorry. You got two of the slowest wingers. Anthony's pretty goddamn slow, too, from what I've seen. He did absolutely yeah. nothing until that wonder goal, and that was a good goal. But he did nothing as well. So I, I keep hearing all these these things, and 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 I keep hearing all these other players get bashed. And somehow Jaden Sancho is sliding under the radar. The guy goes invisible. Goes invisible. No. We're going to have to start calling him the invisible man because there's times where you don't even notice he's on the pitch. And that was yesterday. Once again. Once again. Yeah. 
He scores two goals. And, oh, he's so great. Why didn't Southgate pick him? That was criminal. <laughs> Come on. Give me a break. You score two goals, yeah. it doesn't prove anything. He played 30 Premier League games last year. And he had three goals and three assists. Pepe yeah, did more yeah. in his first year, and people were killing him. Keep the same true. fucking energy, people. And I'm done yeah. with Man United. They're a dead fucking club. Period. Absolutely. I, I watched that game yesterday and said, how the fuck did we lose to this team? Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. But it's, it's, I, mean, it's, I can it's, tell it's, you, it was Thomas Partey wasn't there. And we need a backup for him because we can't be relying on one player. And that's what's going to break Arsenal. They need to bring in a defensive midfielder to back up Partey because his fitness is questionable. But if it's that. not for his fitness, he's the best DM, second best DM after Rodri. But let's talk more about City because I'm done with United. You have anything to say about them? This is the eulogy. I would say, in in what what I want to take away from the actual dub is obviously it's a it's a derby. But I would say it is disappointing that they scored three goals. I do have that little bit of what was that kind of bullshit at the end. We did let off the glass. Not only did we let off the gas, but that's the type of shit that got us killed in Champions League. See, my mentality right now is not really. Yes, the derby is important. I understand it's it's but the significance behind it, and you go into it worried. Please don't get me wrong. I go into the game worried. I'm not gonna ever deny that. I go into most games pretty fucking worried, like honestly. But just because I'm trying to respect like the club and what could potentially happen, and you look up, you know, who the other players are, and you have that ball knowledge where you're just like you can respect any given day a club can show up. But if you do what you're supposed to. That type of shit isn't supposed to happen. And when you have a club like United, as bad as they are, and you, yes, they have some pride to them and all that. And but honestly, I don't give a. F- it's not about that. You really got to stomp them. Ederson, I thought, I don't know, the, the Martial P, uh, pen was 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 spot on. You know, it was a, a spot he couldn't do anything about. Um, the other one was a run in, and I, I was just kind of disappointed with it. it. Left a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. But we move. That's okay. I'm sure that's what shit Pep. Pep's going to have to be worried about that and all that other shit. The coaches have to do that. As a fan, I celebrate. It's it's fucking, we're lit. I mean, Holland, he's going to, I don't know, man. I don't know. What what are we looking at? What are we watching right now? What are we watching? I mean, I've got to say this from the outside. From, I need an outsider's perspective on this because I want to say something. And I mean, is, yeah, I, he's like, what, 11 goals away from what the record was last year? I mean, for fucking hell, man. What are we seeing? What are we watching right now? Is this the greatest score in the Prem history? If this guy does this, like, surely I know he's not keeping up with the numbers. Surely he's not going to do this. But is he about to have arguably the greatest season in Premier history, Premier League history? Like, is that what's about to happen? Yes. Yes. The record is going to be broken unless he gets injured. Period. That second goal he scored. That ball from De Bruyne was insane. But the distance he covered, how fast he is, how big he is, how he was able to stretch and pin that in the corner, that is not an easy finish. That is not an easy finish at all. Also, can we talk about the dime? he made it look easy. And he made it look easy. And then he had two great passes through that that Swiss cheese fucking defense over there at at Man United. Because that was embarrassing. That was embarrassing. I've heard a lot of people say, oh, with the way City played yesterday, they would have done that to anybody. No, 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 no. Fuck out of here, man. Stop it. Stop it. Fuck out of here. There was no midfield yesterday. They were just running free roam. 
in at Lissandro and Varane and Delo and Malasia. So in a way, I don't even blame those center backs because the midfield was so poor. Christian Eriksen was was invincible as well. He, yeah, he, he put on him. Jaden Sancho's uh, kid, I guess, and went invincible. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, just the quality of the finishes. He makes it look yeah. easy. He's always in the right position, and I don't know his mentality. He doesn't even seem at all like he's excited by what he's doing. It's just routine no. for him. It's just yeah. fucking routine. And I said on the last podcast, this guy's going to get arrested. So even if he does pick up a knock, he's got six weeks to take care of it. So yeah. honestly, what's going to derail this guy? I, I don't see any of it. I don't see it. He's going to break the record, and I'll be shocked if he doesn't. Well, I'll be giddy as fuck if he does it. And, I mean, I don't know. I I just I pray for I pray for healthiness for every player for every for everyone ever I don't want ever any excuses yeah, for slapping someone. So I just hope that I mean, you know how his dad went out. So I'm not I'm hoping that we don't have the modern day Roy Keane go at someone's fucking knees and pull a stunt. And should that be the case, that person should be arrested for 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 malicious and criminal activity that's absolutely ridiculous but i mean yeah i i i i somewhat don't i still what i still don't believe it because when i tell you this for me was has been a dream come true bro i remember everyone like yeah we need harry kane let's just go get harry kane like he wants us like we know and i was just the whole time like no man no that is not the move it's not wrong i was wrong I was so happy. I'll hold my hand up and say I was wrong on that. I just, I believed. I believed in the fact that the recruiting for that guy was there. And as much as, oh, he's going to Spain, he's going to Spain, he's going to Madrid. Name another great legendary player that hasn't been linked to Madrid. I mean, what the fuck, man? They spend money and they win Champions Leagues. I get it. I'm not bitching. Do you. Fuck you, but do you. Cool. So... Of course you're going to be linked to him. Of course you're going to be linked to Mbappe. Of course all these players are going to be linked. It's it's that's not the concern. What what the concern is, are they going to get the development right? I think that's what's the most different thing. Holland's game to me. I'm not saying that Pep or City's doing this cuz his greatness speaks for itself. But I think the notion where you have him come up more and play one-twos and then make runs when there's a bit of delay and stall in the game, when you see him fill in at right wing because the ball gets pressured and he's up and he's pointing when the ball goes back from the left back to the keeper and he's pointing to go get the keeper and he's and he looks back to make sure Kevin's making that run. And Kevin's looking at him like, yeah, I got it. And for seconds, for a couple minutes there, he's now at the right wing, right wing position and Kevin's at the striker position. Those types of growth moments where you're like, dude, this rotational shit, he's buying in. He gets it. And all that, oh, he's just a it's six yards in the box player, just put it up to him type shit. He looked had the had the he like a winger. Moving that ball on that on that wing when he got it from Kevin De Bruyne, looked up, saw Foden, dined it across the entire back line perfectly. He is so talented and capable of so much more. Now, he's not Mbappe. I'm not saying that. Mbappe is so proven on the wing and so gifted. 
naturally. With, with I don't think Holland is ever going to be that type of player to be able to dance with it in the midfield, go three to four people deep, and then just put a banger in. I don't think that would be the case. Mbappe will. So there's that. But I just think we're not giving enough credit to what Erling Haaland has bought into with City. And I don't think we're giving enough credit in just saying he's just a, a striker. Like, come on, bro. The guy is a baller. A baller. Yes, he is. And for me, it's Mbappe. But if you're going to make an yeah. argument for Holland, Holland doesn't seem to have that ego at all. Yeah. Doesn't seem to have that ego at all. And if you're going to knock Mbappe, you've already seen him act like a diva. You know, we're, we're eight, nine games in the season. The guy's already crying about six different things. He's got that <laughs> ego. He's got that yeah, he ego, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, I guess that would be the argument for or against him. But before we move on from this Man City game, we have to shout out Phil Foden yet because we haven't mentioned his name at all. Phil yeah. Foden with a hat trick. Yeah. And, you know, there's an argument. I hear it a lot. Saka versus Foden, who's better? I've always maintained Phil Foden's better than Saka. And yesterday proved it. He did things that Saka can't do. The finishing was quality. The runs were quality. And he's always been the better of the young players. I, st- I, I still maintain that Saka should have got a uh, young player of the season over him last year. But that doesn't mean I don't think Foden's a better quality player. I just think Saka had a better season last year. I mean, there's a difference between playing on the Man City team last year and playing Arsenal with fucking Alex Lacazette and a dead Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang than yeah, playing with yeah. – even even playing with, you know, the false nine last year. You're playing with De Bruyne. You're playing with yeah. Bernardo Silva. Mares, Sterling. There's a difference. There's a difference. I, and I Saka agree, though. Other numbers. But I I agree, but you should uh, you, that that level of difficulty should be credited more to Saka. That's more to Saka's point that that's what he's I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. I I completely agree with that. That that's an excellent point. I I I do agree that Saka was should have been was more deserving of the award last year. But I also one thousand percent agree that I think Phil Foden can do things that I, uh, it's and it's unfair to Saka. To even I don't know why. Yeah, they're getting the criticism because they're both young English players, but. I mean, Phil Foden is not a left winger. I mean, he can play left wing and he's attacks the left wing, but only because for the sake of his ability and talent, he, he has to play for us and he can fill that role based on what Pep wants. But Phil, we all know Phil's a camp. I mean, Phil's absolutely in the middle doing his thing. That's what he played when he was in the unders, when he played for everything with us. So, I mean, again, I'm seeing one of the greatest midfielders in the world in Kevin De Bruyne, but when the time comes, when Kevin passes it, we're retired and he's done. I mean, that's where Phil is. So, like, it's it's he he's he's our future, and I'm 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 praying he gets a Ballon d'Or. I think he's that talented. I mean, if he if we can get it right and get a consistency, and he play like this is me thinking forward. Pep isn't there anymore. We bring in a manager who's got a different structure on the rotations and the players. Phil's still bought in, and we're talking. We're playing him and Jack. Um, we're playing, you know, all these play, all these younger players a lot more. I think Phil can put up the numbers. I really do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, we're going to move on, but what were our predictions for this game? I think we both got a point. We didn't get it. Nobody, not, not one of us predicted six goals. You had Holland, though, so you get a point for that. So this is a yeah. two-point game for you, I believe, right? And just one for me. Yeah. 3-0 City is what you predicted, and at one point it was 3-0, which 
I even said to my wife, if this stays the same, I'm going to be pissed, but also be happy. So there was that. But yeah, no one would have predicted this. I get an extra. I did get one point extra because of a Holland prop bet. Cool. All right. Let's move on to uh, another demolition derby. The North London (laughs) Derby. And Arsenal 3, Tottenham 1. Come on, you fucking gunners. And I have a song to sing. It goes like this. Tottenham get battered everywhere they go. Tottenham get battered everywhere they go. Oh, my. Oh, my. Get the body bag out. wonderful. Antonio Conte. Antonio Conte coming into North London and playing dead football. Harry Kane. I keep hearing how this guy, oh, he dominates North London derbies. He gets penalty kicks in North London derbies. There was nothing done. Get yeah. him out of Saliba's pocket. Please, get him out of Which Saliba's Which he didn't even pocket. earn the penalty, right? He wasn't even the player who had the penalty put on him. Tottenham fans. Richarlison <laughs> is better than Jesus. Oh, Richarlison God. did nothing but miss a tap-in from six yards out. Other than that, he didn't do a goddamn thing in the game. Absolutely nothing. The guy's Crash. got the first touch of a trampoline. Yeah. The ball just fucking bounces off the guy. Heaviest first <laughs> touch I've ever seen. I keep hearing he's better than the Jesus. There's a reason he's starting for Brazil. Hey, how many goals does Richarlison have? How many? I'll make it easy for you. It's zero. Zero <laughs> Premier League goals. So shut the fuck up about that. I saw a bunch of combined 11s last week. They were hilarious. So thank you for the content, uh, Tottenham content creators. Perisic, according to We Are Tottenham TV, one of the most embarrassing fan channels I've ever seen. There's a difference between being a fan and being a cheerleader. If you're just going to go on and say things like, Ivan Perisic is the best right wing back in, in Europe, and in a combined 11, we're going to start him at left back over Zinchenko and Kieran Tierney. Then you're a fucking cheerleader. I don't know what you're watching, but what I watched on Saturday was Ivan Perisic get absolutely roasted defensively. He was on toast the whole fucking game. And offensively, the best wing back in right Europe did fuck all. He didn't do a goddamn thing. I didn't even know he was going forward. Yeah. I mean... Come on, I've seen, they were so angry, these Tottenham fans, so angry at Mourinho for playing dead football. Mm-hmm. Bring back Mourinho, mm-hmm. at least he was entertaining on the sidelines. He yeah. was great on the documentary. He was hilarious. I loved when he roasted Deli Ali. Oh, Bring God, him back. Brilliant. There's no difference between the football. No. No difference. Negative no. fucking football. Yeah. And they praise this fucking guy. They mm-hmm. blow this guy constantly. He came in here with shit tactics, and your boy waved the white flag at the 70th minute. One of the most embarrassing, cowardly things I've ever seen in a fucking derby. That was embarrassing. He brought on four defenders in the 40th minute and took off Son and Richarlison. Just call the game, Conte. That was embarrassing, and I don't want to hear anything. Oh, it was a tactic. Come on. You defended the whole game, and now you want to defend more? You waved the white fucking flag in the 70th minute in a fucking rivalry game, in a yeah. derby game. Yeah. Whole move. Whole move. Whole move. Whole move. Dead yeah. fucking you're not, football. 
Yeah, he he needs to get he needs to get some sort of some sort of real real strong slander from their from his fans. And, and one last, I'm thing. not sorry to cut yeah. you off, but no, I'm, no, no. I'm going to be done with Tottenham after this. I've said it on this podcast before, and I'm going to say it again. Harry Kane is going to look back at his career, yes, and say, "Why the fuck did I stay with this club? Yeah. Why did I stay with this club for so long?" Why didn't I force that move to Man City? Why? Why? Because I'm sitting here and I'm defending for 70 minutes and getting the (laughs) odd penalty kick or counterattack. No fucking ambition. This glorious transfer window. It was a great transfer window for Tottenham. Huh? What was so great about it? I looked over at the bench and I saw no attacking threats on that bench for Tottenham. Oh, no. Arsenal's bench sucks. They they won't be able to do it. Their their best attacking option was Ease Basuma on the bench. A no. defensive midfielder. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> so enough with the fucking propaganda. Because I'm tired of these fucking I'm done with them after this. But that was a fucking reality check for Tottenham. Hundred percent. They, they've been talking so much. We're title contenders. We have the best transfer window, and we have the best manager. We have the best right wing back. We have this. We have that. We have this. Hoiberg's great. I didn't even did Hoiberg play. I know Basuma didn't because Conte doesn't play him. <laughs> but I mean, it's just it's it's a joke, and that was a fucking yeah. reality check. There's only one fucking team that matters in North London, and that's nice. Arsenal. Get it fucking nice. right. Get it's it about right. to be all of London. It's about to be all of London. It's about the to be arrogance. The arrogance of these fans. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. But no, I'm no. just so fucking fed up with the fucking bullshit propaganda. The arrogance it, of these fans. One fucking win in the Emirates in the last 20 years. And I kept hearing they're going to come in and dominate. We're going to park the bus and get a win. Go fuck yourself, Tottenham. I'm done with you guys. Yeah. And I'll end it with another song. You'll always be shit. You'll always be shit. Tottenham Hotspur. You'll always be shit. Take the four. Blessing us. Blessing. Blessing us. Look, I, I. At this point, it's almost unfair that we waste the time to talk about Tottenham because, in all, yeah, I'm as much as it's, it's as much as it's real, a reality check on on what they are and what they do and why they can't win because be quite frank that style of play ain't cutting it bro it's outdated and you can get your win here you can get your win there you can go ahead and have your trophy of bidding of sweeping us last year and we still that's that's your trophy and we ended with the big one that matters so i mean have it have it because that type of world you live in isn't reality and i'm you call you calling out the whole cheerleader mindset it's really it's really about like i started all of this off it's just the inability to understand to see themselves for what they are and think that what what they're doing is something that is not only achievable but come on no it's okay it's a different style not everyone can play that way and it's just like okay that's that's fair for Fulham that's that's yeah. fair for you know Newcastle well now because they're coming up but Brentford you know and even them, they're trying to get attitude with Brentford it. Like, even as I try to give you examples of this, listen how I try to give you examples, and by default, I'm giving you bad ones because they're trying to change what they're doing. Like Brentford I, plays I'm, ball. 
Yeah, exactly. Like these teams go at you and find me, find me one video of one team. And this is not, well, I don't want to say anything more about city after this, but find me one video of one team pre pep era that when the keeper had it for a goal kick, played it to the back, played it from the back. You can't. The evolution of the game has changed, my guys. Hugo Lloris can't pass it. He's a fucking nimwit if you ask him to do anything else other than keep. And that's okay. That's fine. It's not a problem. He's a moron. World Cup winner. Trash. He's he's just a moron. He fucks up. See, World Cup winner. Ask Jesus how he got that goal then. You know what Jesus got? Credit to Jesus? Hustle. Determination. An engine that doesn't stop. That's what he that's what he got. You think any extra skill? You think any part of him being Brazilian in blood had to do with that goal? Nothing. It had to do with every bit of Hugo Lloris being a fucking nematode and everything to do with Gabby just being there when he's being a nematode just because of the engine and the work rate. So, like, their team is trash. Tottenham are in a world where they live in their own. They just think they're making moves, and they, it's outdated, bro. You are literally trying to have the internet on, like, AOL dial-up, dog. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works. Sure. You'll get you'll get to your page somehow eventually, but I mean, the fuck is it good for you when I can check that shit twenty times over with the refresh button and a fucking cell phone? Yeah, I mean it's well, stupid. They're dumb. Playing a two-man midfield <laughs> of Hoiberg and Bentecourt, where you yeah. know Arsenal's just going to keep possession the whole game. I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. Like I said, I'm not interested in playing that and talking about them anymore. But when Conte won the league with Chelsea in 2016, 2017, whatever year it was, yeah, the league was a lot different. Pep wasn't didn't hit his stride. Klopp sure. was just getting there. Arsenal sure, was a- at the end of the Wenger days. It was a yeah. lot different league. You're not going to win the league parking the bus no. against Manchester City, Liverpool, Arsenal's in the mix now. I, You're just I also not do it. No, and I'm also saying I'm not going to go back and forth with those Chelsea teams because I do think it's another reality check for for someone else as well. I don't want to bring them up in a minute, but I think the other thing to, to that to your point with the Chelsea team, the people that he had on the counter the the prime Eden Hazard, the the prime Douglas Costa, like the prime Willian. When you have these types of players at that era, at that time, yeah, you can counter with that. Physicality is what Douglas Costa did. Like you're not gonna go ahead and be able to, or is it Diego Costa? I think it's Diego, Diego. Costa. Yeah, mm-hmm. Douglas Costa is the other Brazilian that uh plays played here for Juventus. Um, but yeah, Diego was so physical in nature, like so like violent, like and he could hit bangers like he was different Kane ain't that violent Kane ain't yeah. bumping into people and is not that aggressive he's not that type of engine type guy so like no pace either no he's he, he ain't with it he ain't with what you what you did back then if you're trying to replicate that shit you gotta change you gotta play differently but the reality check also my friend is to you cause I think this is a moment where we can be let's let's call it for what it is been saying it from the jump this is, you need to think about winning Europa. You need no, to that's be on the thinking, table. That's been on the table. You need to think about winning the league. This is proof. Look at that. Was what? Were they tied for second or third? They were third, right? 
Who? The third and goal differential, Tottenham. The, the third place team, man. Like, if an injury stopped you from the United win, Arsenal are firing chemistry wise, I think, up there with City. Yes, the numbers are, in def- are inflated and all that shit, but the chemistry, I'm talking about the things which watch the games, the chemistry, that first run, the kickoff that Arsenal had, that counter that they had, because Tottenham had the ball for like literally like maybe 15 to 20 seconds. They put it back out there, poached it, and some center back had it, and then Tottenham tried to press a bit. They got it all the way down the pitch and literally had a, had a throw in within seconds. The mm-hmm. from the jump, Arsenal looked incredible. The movement, the pace, the chemistry. Everyone knew what they were doing. They were attacking. It was with a purpose. Tottenham can do that in t- literally two to three times a game. Arsenal are trying to do that to you two to three times in the next five minutes. It's ridiculous. You're not on that level, bro. You're not with it. Miguel understands. There's analytics to this shit. Conte's trying to tell you what he did with Juventus in 98. Get out of here, bro. Ain't nobody trying to hear it. Either you catching up with the times, you either go and play, and also your practice things, bro. Kulu's out for the next two weeks? Yeah, I followed Spurs' little follow thing. I'm keeping up with y'all now because now I want to see that trash y'all been talking this whole time. I want to see it for myself. I saw that shit. Kulu's out for two weeks. Something happened in training or whatever. I'm Conte. That little spur that he had, putting four defenders in when you're down in a fucking derby. In a derby, man. <laughs> Guaranteed. Listen, either one of two things happened after that game. Either Levy called him into his office and had a sit-down meeting and had to completely understand what the hell that was in the 70th minute putting them on. And or, no, it can't be and, or, or Levy went down to the locker room and bent his cheeks over a little bit more and said, you got it, whatever you want, purse is opening up uh, in a little bit. And just thanks, we so you know, you know, we were here. We we tried our hardest, kind of thing. You know, maybe we'll sell out for when they show up because you know we've put all of our debt on the stadium. That that's what we do there financially at Tottenham. We're trying to get the stadium right. You know, we want this to be a, a world center where people come and watch us and come to our stadium. We want the the Super Bowl to eventually come here. We want the World Series to eventually. We want one of the best stadiums in the world and come to our our trophy cabinet. Where we have nothing. You're shit. Your club is shit. Your owner cares more about the cool little gadgets in his damn stadium than he does about giving this Italian man with a good hair job some sort of budget so that he can have and get the things that he wants. He doesn't care about winning. He cares about keeping his money right. You want to know why? Because if he because he kept Harry Kane and didn't give Harry Kane what he wanted, which was winning around him. Because if you wanted winning around him, you would have put money. Spent money. Yeah, I, I, you got fans out there who are tweeting me, yeah, we'll spend money, but not spend money like some oil club. Okay, cool, fine. Don't. Why don't you find the deals? Quickly tell me, how much did Arsenal pay for Jesus? 45. How you going to get a $45 million player out there with an engine like Jesus? Can you do that? Oh, no, you can't? Then drop $100 million if you care. Either why, either spend it or shut the fuck up. Because I don't want to hear your mouth, your, your bullshit attitude of thinking, oh, we're going to win. We can do this. How, bro? You think you're, you got an academy? You're growing players? You think players come off trees? 
You got something special going on your side of London? Because what are you going to do to get him? So you have an academy that came up. We got Phil Foden. Yeah, we got and we got a hierarchy. That's the other thing too that we kind of say. We're not going to bring in a player like you get people that say city. No, this ain't fair. I'm not going to get into this. We're going to cut this far. I'm not going to go into finances. But <laughs> going I'm, I'm, let's talk Arsenal. Football. Let's talk Arsenal. I don't yeah, yeah, they're, they're fucking garbage. The, the right acquisitions. I believe they're the best team in uh, uh, England right now. And I've no, I felt no, this 100. No, percent I've felt this. Stop that. We've lost, bro. They're not the best team in England. They, you can argue they're playing the best football in England, but, I mean, Manchester City football was beautiful yesterday. But just specifically on this game, our, what I saw from Arsenal, brilliant, 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 brilliant. You know, you see you see a team really coming together, together week by week. Week by week, they're coming together. You see the vision from the manager. They're starting to play in his vision. Everybody's united. You know, just just everything about that game was great. The passion, the fans, everything about that game was great. Everything. And, you know, there's we, we'll talk about Jesus. We'll talk about Xhaka. You know, he's getting his flowers from everybody. But Ben White, Ben White, yeah. let's give a shout-out to him because I feel like he's not getting enough praise. 100%. And Southgate not picking him will continue to be one of the most embarrassing decisions ever made by an England manager. Picking the fridge over him is criminal, but he was, he was awesome. And I think he might be a better right back than a center back at this point. He was incredible. He, he played great. If you watch the game against Crystal Palace, he had Zaha in his pocket for most of the game. I think Zaha had maybe, maybe spun him once, but that's Wilfred Zaha. I mean, you're looking yeah. at the best left wings in the Premier League. You're talking Sun. You're talking Zaha. And he mm-hmm. pocketed Sun as well. And he was great pushing the ball up. He created that second goal for Saka when he overlapped him. Created, brought attention over to him. Saka gets a good shot off. Lloris fumbles it, fucking bum. And Jesus cleans up the garbage because he's always, always around. Intense, intense workout. But I wanted to shout out Ben White because he yeah. was great. He was great. And, Please and note, he, a tactical he's, he's playing thing. out of position. He's he's Ooh. literally playing out of position. We're ben, talking about yes. a guy. I mean, it's incredible. His his growth, his progression. I mean, God, dude, Miguel is so smart. God, yep. Miguel is so smart. He gets it. A, he's getting it. It's a tactical thing that Mikel does because he doesn't overlap Saka a lot, and I think it's kind of hurting Saka's game a little. But it's it's very tactical from Mikel because he pushes Zinchenko up to the midfield, which allows mm-hmm. Xhaka to go forward, and now he's excelling in that role, right? And then mm-hmm. Ben White kind of tucks, tucks in as a third center back when when the mm-hmm. other team's attacking, and he's done yeah. a great job at that. So I wanted to give a shout-out to Ben White because everybody's going to praise Jesus, Saka, Martinelli. No. And uh, Partey, Saliba, Ben White deserves as much credit as that guy. As those Saliba guys. Nutmeg. He's playing Good right. night. William That's fucking good. Saliba. William right. fucking Saliba. Fuck. Best center back right now. Best center back right now. He is the first one I'm going with. I'm telling you. God, that guy gets it. He's like, I'm telling you. The more confidence he gets and the more growth he shows to handle big games like that, the more he's sending. Miguel is like, bet. You know what, Zinni? You go up. Fuck it. 
the, you guys are going to be so attacking and so aggressive the more they can count on two solid center backs just to be able to handle that counter, be a physical and just that shut that shit down. Oh, dude, Saliba looked incredible. Oh, he was marvelous. Yeah, he was great. Once again, defending. Nobody can get by him. Harry Kane pocketed. And he was doing it offensively too. He got the ball. He nutmeg Romero. I like Romero, but let's let's calm down, Tottenham fans, with the top five center back in Europe. Let's, let's calm down. Fuck with out of here, bro. He was embarrassing, also. Yeah, on on Saturday, but yeah, William Saliba, fantastic, fantastic. Thomas fucking Partey, goal of the month in October. Give it to him now. One of the best goals I've seen. There was a couple other bangers this weekend, but that was an incredible finish. Saka holding the ball, gets it back to Odegaard. Odegaard slap, slides it over to Partey. Boom. Top bins, one nothing. Nobody could save that one. That was a beautiful finish, and it was well-deserved. Thomas the pigeon killer Partey is what he was known at in the past. That goes away. <laughs> that goes away because that was a hell of a fucking finish. Hell of a fucking finish. And that man, I'm telling you, he is the key to Arsenal. He does everything. He plays a single pivot, which not many people can do in the whole world, mm-hmm. let alone in the Prem. Mm-hmm. Second best DM after Rodri in the Prem. The point was proven Saturday. He bossed that midfield single-handedly. Yep. Oh, Bentecourt's so great. Oh, Hoiberg, he's one of the most underrated. He bossed the midfield by himself. Okay. Where were they when Partey got that shot off? Where, where, where were they? When... The guy's always in the right position. He's a great sweeper of the ball, and he's able to push the ball forward accurately to Odegaard to get the attack going. He's yeah. a Rolls Royce DM. The guy Absolutely. makes the team. And it's so important that he stays fit. So important. Because we saw yeah. in Manchester, when you put in Sambi Lakanga as DM, it's a different ball game. It's a no. different fucking ball game. Okay? Granite Jaka. Granite fucking Jaka. The, the Arsenal September player of the month. Who would have thought that? From this, wow. where this guy's come from. And we talked about him last week. But, hey. He's, he's, he's not only playing great in midfield, he's finishing now. The third goal was a great finish. He's got a shot on him. He's got a shot on him. And it says a lot about Arteta because I always wondered. Arsene Wenger loved Granit Xhaka. Unai Emery loved Granit Xhaka. Mikel Arteta loved Granit Xhaka. And the guy plays good in Switzerland, but at Arsenal, he has not been good. And for Mikel Arteta... Over those three managers, or the over those two other managers, to be the one to bring the best out of out of Xhaka in Arsenal, that says a lot. That says a lot. That says a lot about what kind of manager he is. Yeah, Gabriel Arsenal, uh, fucking Jesus. Gabriel Jeb. fucking Jesus, the new Alexis Jeb. Sanchez, the new Alexis Sanchez. And listen, Pep is the man. He's a great manager. Every manager, every fucking manager may not bring the best out of some players. You can't get you can't get the best out of every player. So this isn't a slight, it isn't a dig out of out of, out of 
Pep Guardiola because he's the best. But when Gabriel Jesus says, I feel free at Arsenal, you see it on the pitch. The guy's a different, different player. Five goals in eight games. I was told he, he, can't, he can't score, that he would top out at about eight goals. I was told that. It's time to quiet down. <laughs> because if, you, if you're asking me, the best bargain buy besides Holland, the best bargain buy in the Premier League, $45 million for Gabriel Jesus. Yeah. $45 yeah. Million. And you have And you have a great striker for, you for the next seven, eight years. Yeah. Yep, five-year contract with no Champions League football. You have to give credit to Arteta and Edu for identifying him and bringing him in and selling him on the project. And the mm-hmm. guy is such a fucking leader. When you have a guy like Jesus, who's uh, an incredible talent, when you have a guy like him who busts his ass every single play, then everybody on the pitch has to bust their ass. Because if mm-hmm. the best player on the pitch, Gabriel Jesus, is giving 110% every fucking time, yeah, then you're going to want to do it. There's no excuse for you not to. Because this guy is the star of the team, and he is right now. Gabriel Jesus is the best player on Arsenal. Him and Thomas Partey are. But for yeah. me, Jesus is the leader. Because he, when you have the best player on the pitch, busting his ass like that, that sets the standard. That yeah. sets the standard for anybody. That we won't take any less than that. Because Gabriel Jesus yeah. is doing it the whole fucking game. Uh, I've been, I, I don't disagree. I think uh, Gabriel Jesus will get his will will get the get his career um, up there and and really really kind of get going. I, I do think Miguel and Arsenal are going to get a different type of Gabriel Jesus. He said it himself completely, and I'm not mad about it. I completely understand. It's just the style of Pep and and, and how it I mean. Credit to him, he's he's already starting off to a terrific start. I think the best year he ever had for us was like 14, 14. and 11. Yeah, so, you know, having 14 and 11 uh, uh, goal and assists, that's that's incredible. I hope he can do more than that for you guys. He's um, on pace for more than that, so he's got to do yeah. it. But, yeah, he, he's changed our team. Like I said, the leadership, yeah. the finishing, the he there was one point where he – Another another guy that Southgate selected. He he fucking rolled over fucking uh, Eric Dyer, rolled his ass over, and then that guy yeah, that was incredible. That was incredible, and he should have finished it. He didn't, but he's just doing everything well. He's just doing everything well, and it was just a complete great performance. You know, the yeah. penalty by Gabriel is the only negative I can really say. Um, Really a poor foul, and we keep seeing it from Gabriel. But to give him credit, he didn't let him him get it. He didn't let it affect him in the second half. He actually played a very, very good second half. I thought he was that good. game was one one because of yeah. that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, th- think about the mentality here. Like that's got to even hurt for Tottenham because let's be real. What I think is the best club in the Prem right now gave you a goal to equalize. It's fair game after that. And you still got your shit handed to you. You got shit. Your, you got your shit pushed in like it was prison, bro. And the fact of the matter is, it was shameful. It was shameful. It was, it, and I loved every minute of it because it's a reality check for them. It's a reality check for Arsenal. They're as good as they have hoped. And how smart people who watch the game know and think 
This is the facts. Arsenal are competing for a chance to win the Premier League this year. You can say what you want about the schedule and it don't matter. Oh, well, you know, they haven't played this or, well, they did lose to this by, you know, transitive property, this, this kick rocks. Fuck that. They are going to compete. They haven't, they've lost one. We need to beat Liverpool next week, and then we can talk that. <laughs> we can't lose to Liverpool and then come in here and have that same energy. We need to beat Liverpool. And from what I saw from City yesterday, we're not competing with City. It's just a, it's just a fact. We're not on that level yet. Maybe next year we can talk title challenge against City. City will win this league by 10 points. I'm pretty sure of it. You know, I'm and I'm very not ready confident. to put Arsenal in that conversation. We, like I said, if Jesus gets gets hurt, we're a different team. If Partey gets hurt, we're a different team. Now, I think this is a great you can maybe way. say now you can maybe say if Holland gets hurt, City's a different team. But we've seen them survive without Holland. We've seen them do it without Holland last year. Now they had Jesus last year. They had they had other forwards, Sterling. You know, you may not like Sterling. Alvarez would like to have a word with you. Yes, but but if he if 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 we're being fair, he's been quiet because Holland has taken all the limelight. <laughs> yeah, you don't so, need to do much. So right you now. don't you don't know how how good Alvarez is going to do if he has to fucking come in for for eight eight Premier League games and start and play eighty minutes. So we'll see about that. We'll see about that. My hot take of the week, I've already decided what it is because of the statement you just made, but I'm not going to get to it until later. You mentioned Liverpool. I think it's a great segue to get into the games but yeah. of, the, of what we just saw, but I will say this. I think by definition of when you make a statement, we don't know yet. We're in that, we're, I don't know if we're in the conversation yet of winning the Prem. We'll see. We can't have a letdown game next week against Liverpool. When you say I we can't have a letdown game next week against Liverpool, I think by definition you're not able to look yourself in the mirror and realize you're you're championship contending, bro. That's it. That's like Listen, would you say Liverpool is a championship contender? With the way they're playing now, no. I can't. I can't. But it's early in the season and I can't write them off. But yeah. we can we can move on to Liverpool because and then there's there's two things to talk about with Liverpool and Brighton yeah. in the game. One is, is And we'll start with Liverpool because that's what we were talking. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I can't say now based on what I'm seeing that Liverpool is a contender. There's several fucking problems on the team. One, <laughs> defensively, so true. So defensively, true. They, they're lucky it was three goals. They're lucky it was three goals. Because, honestly, it should have been five. I was going to say the same thing. Defensively, they are poor as shit, dude. Poor, poor defense. Trent Art Trent. Alexander Arnold, <laughs> awful. He's been awful defensively. He's been awful. All the goals came from his side, every oh, single one up. of them. Yeah. And and if he had a problem with Trossard, who I absolutely like, I love yeah. this guy. I rate him. He's a great player, and people are going to start looking at him. But I've been looking wink. at him for a couple years because he's been wink, good. Wink, nudge, he's nudge. been good. He's been good. But if they're having a problem with Trossard. Gabriel Martinelli is going to have a word with you, Trent. He ripped your ass up last year. He did. And he's not going to take it easy on you the next week. Trust yes. me, especially at home. Virgil van Dyke doesn't look interested in playing defense this year. Not sure no. what's going on there. And, and yeah, they're just a mess defensively. The midfield is a donut. Holes in the midfield. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sorry, but the loss of Sadio Mane – 
You know, yeah. let me tell you something. The loss of Sadio Mane is huge because Salah is the goal scorer. He's the one that scored 20 goals last year. But why is he scoring 20 goals? Because they're doubling up on Sadio Mane. Yeah. Constantly. You can't single coverage Sadio Mane. So Salah is the one finishing, putting it in the back of the net. Mane's not there, and Luis Diaz is a great player. But he hasn't earned that double up every time he no. touches the ball. You no. got to earn that. Saka's earned it. And we've seen Saka's, he's, not, he's got one goal this year. But two of those goals were because they doubled up on Saka. Two of those goals over the weekend were because they doubled up on Saka. And he gets no, no assist for it. But if you watch the game, you know football. Two of those goals because they get doubled up on Saka. They're not doing that anymore because Sadio Mane is not there. And Mohamed Salah is not the same Mohamed Salah. He's not. I think he's a great player. He's one of the best Premier League players of all time. You can't argue with the things he's done at Liverpool. Sadio Mane was the heartbeat to that attack, and he is no longer there. Now it's Darwin Noodles. <laughs> I don't think anybody's doubling up on Mr. Noodles. <laughs> I don't think so. And, yeah, there's problems with the attack as well. So right now they are not contenders. They're already how many points off? Let me pull up the table. Go ahead and, and – uh, yeah, go ahead. I, so, I, I so, so, so this is uh, – yeah, I don't I, – I, I, I'm not sipping that Kool-Aid yet. Um, but I will say this. I think Arsenal are putting three up on them if they start James Milner. Oh, <laughs> I have no doubt right. we're going to – I have no doubt we're going to score. <laughs> if James Milner's in that midfield, mark my words, book it right now. Three are in the fucking net. That man looks lost. That man looks like he wants some sort of retirement. Like, I don't I, – God, rest – I mean, go home, bro. Just go home. Like, it's okay. They started Garvajal, which I was like, okay, finally letting the little guy play. Like, I mean, damn, he's a he's a baller. Uh, just Bright. I, I don't I don't really know more if this was as bad as Brighton, or as as is this more of Liverpool or that bad? Or yo, Brighton are actually good even without Potter now. This guy's even throw out whatever tendencies or whatever practices he wanted this early. But even then, I'm sure the Brighton players kind of looked at each other and be like, yo, we're doing this because, we, you know, we I mean, you knew you I would imagine that's the case. You're going into this game with some sort of continued same like structure and philosophy of what Brighton or Brighton have been doing. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they were fucking incredible. Like, yeah, that's is that the best performance of after a manager change? Like, fuck, man. Like, yeah, that yeah. was incredible. Like I I was watching it and I was like I predicted a fucking drop off here like hello like this is Liverpool and then I had to wonder at the end as it kept on going and Liverpool got back into it I was like I don't know dude is it just because Brighton really are that good I, it had me confused in such a in such an awesome way because the game was so entertaining. Yeah, I think uh, you know on the last podcast I said you know they're gonna have a, a dip off from from Potter to this new manager and and uh, I was wrong and I have to give them credit they're a damn good team and uh, can they fight for sixth place that's that's the uh, that should be the goal for Brighton because they they won't get top four definitely not but can they get a European place I think they can from wh- what I've seen this season you know they proved against Liverpool they're the real deal 
And I don't know if it's more of Brighton or good, but they definitely are good. Or Liverpool are just not playing well. They're just not playing well at all. And, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. But Brighton deserve credit. And Trossard, the guy's a baller. I said it it in the offseason. I take Trossard at Arsenal. The dude's a baller. All those finishes were quality. And, yeah, I mean, props to Brighton. 3-3, getting draw. And Liverpool are 11 points behind Arsenal, 10 behind City. 10 behind City. So, I mean, yeah, they have a game in hand. They do have a game in hand. And that game in hand, I believe, is uh, who is it? I think it's Tottenham. No, it's no, Chelsea. No, no, no. It's Chelsea. It's Chelsea. That's it. Think about game. that. But two, two, two things to that. One, it's fucking October 3rd, and you're already talking about game in hand. When are we going to press the panic button, Liverpool fans? Soon. When is it time? They get slapped like, up in, at the Emirates this, this weekend. It's panic. It's panic time. Like if, if I'm so if happy Arsenal... we have back to back great weeks of quality, like top. T- like I'm so happy Arsenal have to play quality games. Could you imagine the end of October or midway through October? I tell you, you just slapped Arsenal and Liverpool. Fucking hell, bro! Arsenal are so good. I think it's gonna happen. Tottenham man. And Liverpool. You mean? What did I say? Arsenal and Liverpool. But yeah, oh, yeah I mean, bad. listen, if if Arsenal, and I'm not, this isn't my prediction, uh, we're probably going to have to do two podcasts this week because it's going to be a long one just talking about the games. So we'll yeah. do our prediction for the weekend, maybe Thursday or Friday. But um, yeah, if they get slapped by Arsenal, if Arsenal dispose of them like they dispose of Tottenham this weekend, then it's fucking panic time. Like if it's just a, hey, 3-1 Arsenal, Liverpool will never really in it at any yeah. point. Then yeah, it's, it's fucking panic time because at that point you're going to be almost 15 points, 13 points behind Arsenal. Your City will probably get. In, who does City have this weekend? Oh fuck! It's somewhat easy as shit. I think it's. Um, I'll tell you right now. I got it pulled up. City have Southampton at home, at the Etihad. So yeah, that that should be a dub. So then you'll yeah. be 12 points. Uh, no, you'll be 13 behind City, and you'll be 14 behind Arsenal. So then it's fucking panic time, and you have to really wonder yeah. what the hell's going on here, because they yeah. haven't even really played. They haven't even really played any of the big teams. No, they your game in hand. You. Yeah, your game in hand, game in hand is, is a tough game. Yeah, you haven't That's, played. So City. You're not happy about. You that. haven't played Tottenham. As much as we bang on, on Tottenham, you know Tottenham can shit house their way to win any day of the week. Oh yeah, enjoy that negative football, Liverpool. Enjoy that so, shit. I I would love to watch that game. So yeah, I think it would be time to panic. Uh, over the weekend, but we'll discuss that later in the week. We'll preview uh-huh. the games later in the week. Uh, Chelsea, we're not going over any of our scores, so let's let's backtrack a little. Arsenal, yeah. I think I predicted that on the head, and I had Gaby, on- didn't I? Banger! You got a bullseye. Absolutely, you had three. You had three one. And I had Gabby uh, Jesus with the goal. You did. So you got four point. You literally got four points out of this game. Uh, three Love points it. on the on the bullseye, and you got one on on your boy. Uh, Jesus scoring. Um, I had three two Arsenal, so I got the dub. Um, I didn't actually. I'm happy they didn't get the fucking second one. Um, fuck it. I, I hate the team. Yeah. So well, Conte is happy they didn't get the second one either. <laughs> he took off all. Yeah, his time. Obviously, <laughs> put the defenders. He was hoping that you guys didn't put up six. Apparently, um, I disrespected Liverpool. Brighton and had Liverpool what three four zero. 
Oh, both of us had uh, the disrespect was real for Brighton. We apologize if you're listening, Brighton fans. Three nil pool is what you predicted. I predicted four one. Yeah, we both got zero out of this. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, I had Mo Salah trying yep. to score. He gave me a goose egg. Son of a bitch. Son and and Ming Sun gave me a uh, goose egg too. Son of a bitch. Chelsea at Crystal Palace. 2-1 Chelsea, Conor Gallagher, great goal. Pierre Abmerkabamian, great goal. Thiago Silva, great Dikembe Mutombo block, blocking the ball. <laughs> that was incredible. Dude, How the fuck that? was that not a red card? I mean, I mean honestly, that is not a football move. You're literally swatting at the ball to prevent a, to prevent a fucking fast break, to prevent uh-huh. a, a bad situation for your goalie. How the hell is that not a red card? I better not hear one fucking word about the fucking Christian Romero hair pull ever again. Because you got away with murder at West Ham, and you got away with murder at this one as well. Yeah, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, of course, right after that, Thiago Silva puts a ball up, and then then there's a pass into Pierre, and they score. Right after it. You couldn't write it. You couldn't write it. So I I don't want to hear about the Romero hair pull. Because not only did you get one back from the refs, you got two back. So shut the fuck up about that. That's over. <laughs> but it was yeah. another whatever performance. Mason Mount missing. Missing Mount. I'm going to start calling him. Where's missing <laughs> Mount? Uh, yeah, it was just another routine performance from Chelsea. They don't scare me at all. At all. Let's get that clear. Wolford Zaha pocketed pocketed by Reese James. And Reese James went on Instagram and put a lockdown emote. Did you see that? I did see that. Yeah, He's a which, fucking... hey, be careful what you wish for, Reese James, because Zaha could roast you again. But we'll see. Reese is the only one that I really, really rate on that Chelsea team. Like, I would take him in a heartbeat, but we got Ben White right back. He's playing pretty damn good. But, yeah, yeah. it was just it was just an, a routine performance. I thought, I thought it was sad for Crystal Palace to not get anything out of that game. I really do. Like I said, that's, that's a red card. Every fucking time for me. And I don't know how that's not a red card because that's a, just a ridiculous play. It's It has nothing to do with football at all. Swatting the ball with your hands. Like I said, Dikembe Mutombo was impressed, but nobody else was. <laughs> I, mean, I couldn't believe it when it happened in real life. And I I, I was wondering why it took so long to like the, – the other thing that pisses me off, if you notice – when he did the hand gesture, when it happened, he immediately got up and started bitching at the ref as if there was some sort yeah. of crime against him. Like he did, like there was some sort of a atro- like, ref, how could you allow that atrocity on me? What the fuck are you talking about, bro? We just clearly saw you try to fucking block it like you're fucking playing table tennis. Like what the fuck? Like it came out of nowhere. That was hilarious. The other takeaway from this game is what is Potter going to do now that he doesn't have a bought in club? Now that he's now he's got a, a locker room that's kind of like, man, is fucking this wizard the guy from fucking Hogwarts supposed to get us right? Like it clearly doesn't seem like they're all bought in right now. Because if Potter does what Potter does, you know they would have fucking put in any magical spells and they were getting it right. But like this, this looked, it, it was a shame. It was shameful. Like Potter can't be happy about that, right? He can't be happy about that. He's not looking at this like they implemented what I was doing. Like, we we played our game type shit. Like, I remember in various moments I felt Crystal Palace could have definitely gotten this. 
Like, I mean, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, like I said, Palace has to be upset that they didn't get anything out of it. They should. They should. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, like I said, great finish from Gallagher. He's really good box to box, getting those crashing into the box, getting those finishes. And they got the point as much as we may think it's undeserved. They got three points out of it. So it is what it is. Chelsea climbing up the table. But like I said, I'm not fearing them. I'm not looking at them as really contenders for anything. I just don't think they have the quality there. They don't create enough chances. Uh, It's just a typical Chelsea game. Um, Yeah. Next game. uh, Fulham. So, so just to touch on, oh yeah, to yeah. touch on the scores real quick. Two 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 draw is what you predicted, Damn. and I guess here's why I should be pissed about Chelsea. I didn't bring up Gallagher, the motherfucker. I w- I had a one one draw. Should that man not have a world class moment? I get that game right on the board. Right? So fuck you, Gallagher. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, so we both got that one wrong. Fulham Newcastle. Now here's the question for this game: Was Fulham Newcastle? Was this? Fulham coming back down to earth, or was this Newcastle rising to the top? I mean, As we thought they were not rising to the top of the table, but is this Newcastle really imprinting themselves as, hey, we're going for those European places, we're going for fifth and sixth, and we're here now? Which one was it? I think Newcastle was trying to get a statement out there. I think it was a little bit of both. Yeah, I think it's fair to say it was a little bit of both. I was kind of impressed with, with, um, what what was the final score end up being? I'm just trying four to one right now. Colaba had a fucking red card within uh, eight minutes. That was embarrassing yeah. from him. I, I, so I was just about to say. So I think obviously that is this game fool's gold, and I think it is a little bit more fool's gold just because of that moment. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, yeah, this game, I don't, I don't game know. wasn't much for me. Honestly, honestly, Fulham, with the results they've been having, they were due for a game like this where they were just out of it within 15 minutes, and that's what yeah. happened. Uh, Newcastle were good. Even though they were playing 10 men, they were very good. Uh, I was very, and I continue to be very impressed by Almiron. Two goals from him. Jack that... Rule talking smack about Almiron. He took that personal. He took that he personal, and he's here to fucking play. Callum Wilson, another good goal. So yeah, I was impressed by Newcastle, regardless of uh, you know they were they were playing a, a team that was down to ten men. But for me, I asked that question. I think it could be a little bit of both. We could see a little dip in uh, Fulham's performances. Not saying they're going to end up in the relegation battle, but they'll fall down the table a little bit. And then Newcastle, I expect them to push on. They've had a lot of draws, but I expect better, consistent performances after this. So I think that was yeah. a little bit of both. So. Uh, it wasn't much of a game. Like I said, it was over within 15 minutes. So, yeah, we'll move on from this one quickly. Uh, what were the results of our predictions? I had – you had 2-1 winning, and I had – Who did I have winning? Newcastle? You had full, uh, Fulham, and I had 2-1 Newcastle. Yeah, my, my predictions um, were awful this week. Let's just be real about that. Hit the bullseye, so it's got you sitting pretty clear right now. I haven't even done the the totals yet. Oh, uh, Lester, yeah, we Lester, I forgot Lester played today. Lester won 4-0 today. Wow. Yep. Lester won 4-0 today. Who got the goals? We'll just I, I didn't watch it, and clearly you didn't either. Madison with two bangers, Harvey Barnes, and who scored the other one? Which we both got a point for that because we both predicted Lester was winning. 
Good, good, good. Uh, let's just talk about that real quick. We didn't watch it, but Madison with two goals, Harvey Barnes, Pats and Daka with a goal. Uh, we both had them winning. What do we have for that? Uh, you had two one Lester. I had one nothing Lester. So, so I mean, will the manager at Nottingham Forest get sacked? I mean, with the money they've fucking invested to get slapped up four zero by Leicester City, who've been terrible. Does the manager right. at, at Nottingham for is he the next one to go? Because we already lost the Wolves manager. Yeah, how about that? That was fucking yeah. kind of shocking. I wasn't expecting that. Which also just side note just came up. I, I wasn't going to break the news, but I did see that report out way way out there. It has nothing to do with any of these clubs. Ten Hag is open to letting Ronaldo walk away in January should they find the right club. Like he's apparently should have been open it. to it in the summer if you were not going to play yeah. for it. But that's another the thing. Yeah. Um, who gives a fuck? Anyway, <clears throat> yeah, I mean Steve Cooper, he might be on the chopping block next. He might have lost that El Sacico. You know, Brendan Rodgers, Steve Cooper. I would say they're probably pretty impatient considering the amount of players they brought in, the amount of money they spent at Forest to be playing yeah. this bad. I mean, let's look at the live table now. Yeah, they're sitting at the bottom. They're sitting at the bottom. This is embarrassing. Four it points and minus fifteen goal differential. So I would say oh, he's yeah. probably going to be gone, maybe by the end of this podcast. Uh, but yeah, let's move on from that. I didn't watch a second of that. Another game that I did not watch a second of, and I'm proud to say because it was a stinker. Bournemouth versus Brentford, zero zero. Yeah, really. That's all I have to say. Tell us what we predicted, and let's move on quickly. Uh, so you had a 2-1 Brentford win, and I had a 2-2 draw. So, so you technically get it, because it, it, it was a draw. Yeah, ass game. All right, moving on. Wow, yeah, move on from that quickly. That was a disaster of a game. Um, Everton versus Southampton, honestly, didn't see much of this, but good win for Everton. They're starting to put together results, so good for them. Fat Frank. Getting his way out of the fucking chopping blocks. <laughs> Trying not to be the next guy fired, even though we know that's Steve Cooper probably. But anyway, yeah, 2-1 uh, Everton. What do we have on that one? We had You had a 1-1 draw, and I had a 2-1 win to Southampton. So we both got shit. That sucks. Anyway, who gives a fuck? Uh, Aston Villa. Another another game we're going to move on from quickly because it was another boring, boring game. 0-0, zero, zero, Leeds, Aston Villa. What do we have for that one? Both of us got this one fucking wrong as shit. You got 3-1 Villa. I had 2-1 Leeds. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is just... Not much to say Some about Some of these games that. were very depressing. Only thing I have to say was uh, Rodrigo. I said he wasn't going to be back, but he was actually back in this game, and it didn't I make an ounce of a difference. Yep, so, I did see that he was back. Didn't make a, any difference at all. So who cares? Yeah. And we'll end it with this. West Ham, two. Wolves, zero. Bruno Lange, gone. Gone after the game. Zero. I think I got that right. I think I had one zero, though. I was almost on the head. Yeah, you had one nothing West Ham. And I had 2-1 West Ham. Yeah, and I, I think when you said 2-1, I told you. That's a mistake, my friend. The Wolves. The Wolves can't score if the net was fucking open. They can't. They can't. And yeah, Bruno Lange gone. 
And it was shocking to see they, he only has one win in his last 15 Premier League matches. So a much-deserved sacking. I do think the Wolves have some quality talent over there. I really do. So, yeah, they should definitely be getting better results than that. Um, and then, yeah, West Ham. Has David Moyes won his way back in your heart? No, because <laughs> at this point, I need to see this for about the next four, for the next month. He, he's got until Thanksgiving. Like he has not, he should not be picking Christmas gifts, Thanksgiving uh, arrangements, anything with the club yet. Like we need to, well, they don't do that over there, but uh, you, you ain't getting festive with us quite yet, bro. You're not comfortable yet. Fuck that. We need to be seeing more of this. Definitely. Uh, I'll stay, stay tuned as, as I keep up with Declan Rice's fucking Instagram. As long as that man keeps dancing bullshit, they're still playing ass. Ass, 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 ass. Um, yeah. Wasn't a great game, but good win for West Ham. Waited. Hopefully they, they pick up from here because they need to. They really need to. Their next game is against um, – I was just looking at it. Fulham. So that should be a winnable game. It's at home. We'll see how that goes. But, yeah, that wraps up the Premier League. We're going to do our predictions for the Premier League on another podcast. We have oh, yeah. European matchups coming up. So I figured we'd end with that, end with some European matchups, maybe do a hot take of the week on some European matchups. But, yeah, let's 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 roll through these quick. We'll start with Arsenal because, honestly, I don't give a fuck about the other Euro, Euro, Europa matchups. But Arsenal takes on Bodo at home. Bodo, a Norwegian team. So, honestly – Expecting this to be a rotation game. I'm going to be looking forward to this game because I want to see Marquinhos again. We haven't seen him. Excellent, excellent debut against um, who we play in the first matchup. I don't remember who we fucking played. But anyway. Some of these teams are beneath you. Some irrelevant fucking teams. But yeah, I'm excited to see him again. I'm excited to see Fabio Vieira. I'm expecting lots of rotation. Maybe see Ben White at center back. Give Gabriel rest. Maybe see Tommy Asu back at right back. I expect that. Tierney at left back. Uh, Matt Turner in goal. Uh, expecting Thomas Partey to sit. He needs to be ready for Liverpool. So, Samby, get some much-needed minutes there. Work on your positioning. Work on your your your, your ball-stopping. Work on all that good stuff. Xhaka might play. The dude is always, always fit. So, maybe Xhaka in there. Uh, Fabio Vieira in for Odegaard. Marquinhos on the right. And Ketty up top. On the left, not sure, not sure. Maybe Martinelli will really play, patient. but I think, I think they will probably try to rest Martinelli as well. So it'll be interesting. The winger spot will be interesting because Smith Rowe, if Smith Rowe was fit and he just had surgery, so best of luck to you, Smith Rowe. Smith Rowe's fit. It's a no-brainer. You put Smith Rowe on the left, get ready, get Martinelli ready for Sunday. But how are they going to do that? Maybe Jesus plays. Maybe you play Jesus on the left, give him some some minutes at winger. You know, see how Enketia and Z- Jesus do. They look good in preseason together. So that'll be interesting. Left wing is a spot I'm watching out for. I pretty much know how the rest of uh, how the rest of the the lineup's going to look. He's going to rotate, get everybody ready for Liverpool, and I expect an easy, easy one for Arsenal. I'm going to say it's going to be three zero Arsenal. And this is a prime reason and example as to why I think. Arsenal are going to have a better chance of winning the Premier League this year because of our focus and care about the Champions League. Because 3-0 for Arsenal, yeah. And it's going to be a win, 100%. I think 
I can't even tell you anything about who they're playing. So I think it's going to be even worse than that. I think yeah, that was I'm, going, I'm going 4-1 for this game. And oh, you- the one is going to be some bullshit. But, like, I don't know, man. This this is why I think that these games are so big and crucial for you because you're going to watch it and you're going to think to yourself – these rotational players showing their growth, showing their d- potential and development in this. They're towards the end of the year when we need them. They're in the prem. They're going to be able to perform. That's what these games are all about. Yeah. And you're going to win Europa. I hope so. I hope so. Right now, we can rotate. Once we get to the knockout stages, we'll be playing starters. That, that will get a little yeah. more difficult, which is why it's exactly. essential to bring somebody in in January and not just somebody. Two people in in January, minimum. Yeah. Minimum, I would love three. Don't think we'll get three, but two should be the minimum. Two should be the minimum. And I just thought Reese Nelson is actually back, so he might be starting at that left winger spot. So that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting to see. But my hot take of the week is for there'll be two hot takes of the week because I'll have another one for the premiere. But Marquinhos is going to score another goal. We're going to see it. I loved what I saw from the guy. He looked great. I loved how he was playing at different speeds too. He would he would he would hit the pace at some points. He's got decent pace. He's not a he's not a he's not a dude that's gonna outpace everybody. Decent pace. Then he would play it slow. He looked composed. He looked like a mature adult playing in there. So I think he's gonna get another goal. That's my hot take. And it's gonna be an easy, comfortable win for Arsenal. And we will focus on Liverpool immediately after that result. Makes sense. Um switching it over now. Copenhagen is who we have. Uh just here and here's my hot take. I have it lined up for you. Julian Alvarez is going to have eight goals minimum in the Premier League this year. He's going to have Julian Alvarez minimum of eight goals. Dude's, dude's a, How dude's many a does he have already? I think two. Something like so that. Was, he's got to get six more, more in fucking 30 games. What kind okay, of hot take to, is that? That's you, a fucking you to, lukewarm take. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you, want me to, you want me to give you 10? I'll give you 10 goals. I can go up. Double digit goals. Go you to want, 11. You want, and that, then you can fucking grab your nuts. No, I can't give him. A, 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 I well, don't let's know. Let's see how many already. I think he's got two in six matches. So he's, he's a baller, oh, he's gonna get six more, and yeah, that's my hot take. I'm really, <laughs> really take. fucking lighting it up. Over hot here. take coming at you. Hot take. <laughs> all right, yeah, that's fair. Um, all right, with this many, uh, with Jack. All right, I'll go. I'll I'll do the same. I'll do the same as Jack. I'll go fifteen goal. And assists over in the Premier League. Games. In the Premier League, yeah. Well, tell me this: Is Howling going to start this game and the game no. on Sunday? Or, or he's starting on I think it's a Saturday game. I, I think this is the first one he rests. You think he's going to set Copenhagen? Up? It's Copenhagen. They went. They drew against Sevilla, uh, Sevilla and then they got slapped by Dortmund three 0 before that. I'm very comfortable that we're going to see some sort of rotation. My other hot take was that Julian Alvarez scores. Okay. I think he's going to play and he's going to score. Yeah, this should be an easy one for you guys. Um, yeah, no injuries. I don't know a, a Fuck, damn thing about no Copenhagen. So, yeah, that's the type of game. It's at the Etihad. That's the type of game you just want to get out of there with no injuries. It should be yeah. an easy one. You guys will yeah. keep progressing in that table. And honestly, you guys should already have the, the that, that group locked up after this one. I think so, we yeah. can if we win it. Yeah. Um, so look at – have you looked at all these fixtures? Because instead of just going one by one, I want you to tell me what you're looking forward to the most 
out of these fixtures, and I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, so I'm pulling it up right now, and I can already tell you they like to stagger the matches. So I'm looking at – are you want me to go day by day, or you want me to go by like – Out of this week in the Champions League, what's the – What's the one that you can't miss? I don't want to miss this one at all. You, you're not even going to believe who I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. You're not even going to believe it. I want it to be. It's definitely Eintracht fight Frankfurt and Tottenham. I have to see the destruction <laughs> myself. I have to fucking see it myself. 100% that's the game that I will have to be watching. I think Ajax Napoli are going to be really, really interesting. Of course, Inter and Barcelona are going to be fun, but that one I'd rather I'd rather prefer to watch the highlights because, like, I know what to expect with Xavi and I know kind of what to expect with Inter. But I've got to see the demolition of of Tottenham continue. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to pick that one, but that's that's an interesting pick. And I, honestly, Frankfurt is a tough place to play. I saw that crowd last year in Europa, and West Ham had a difficult time playing there last year. So I would not be surprised if this was a draw. So yeah, that'll be. I'll definitely be tuned into that. But looking at the schedule, there's a lot of fucking good games here. There really is. If I'm picking one, if I'm picking one, I think I'm going with. Uh, I think I'm going with Chelsea Milan. This is a hmm. must win for Chelsea. Must win. They haven't. They yeah. haven't won yet in their group. If Milan wins this, they're in big trouble. And we might see them in Europa. So they have to win this game. It's a must win. Rafael Leao is absolutely balling out of control at Milan. So it would be nice to see him fucking destroy them at Stamford Bridge. That would be awesome to see. So that's probably the one I'm picking. But, you know, looking at these games, Marseille versus Sporting, that's an interesting one. This is do or die time for Marseille because they have not won in the Champions League. And Sporting's look good, to be honest. So that's an interesting one. Uh, Ajax Napoli, like you said. Very interesting matchup. Um, Inter Barcelona, Liverpool Rangers. How's Liverpool going to look? They were they were they were taking a task this Saturday. Are they going to bounce back? Are they going to have go into? Are they going to go into Arsenal, even looking worse than they did Saturday? Or are they going to have a nice little bounce back here? Uh, that'll be interesting. Benfica PSG. That was the other one I was tossed up between Wednesday. Lots of good matchups Wednesday at. at at three, I will not be putting on the Man City game because Wednesday at three, we have Real Madrid Shakhtar, we have Borussia Dortmund versus Sevilla, we have Paris Saint Germain versus Benfica, Chelsea versus Milan. Very yeah. good games on Sunday. So yeah, if I'm picking one, I'm picking that one. But let's go through some of these. Uh, no interest in, in Bayern versus Pizen. Marseille no. versus Sporting. Who you got in that? Marseille's at home. I'm going sporting. I think sporting are a little spunky. That Jota player that they have is really spunky. I like him. Uh, Marseille with Payet. Uh, Marseille with what? Baby Arsenal, right? Arsenal refugees left. Yep. So they got some players over there. So I'm going to go with sporting. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to lean sporting as well. I just I haven't been impressed by Marseille at all. Not at all. Uh, they just they don't finish well. I think I think it'll be a tough game. I think it'll be 1-1. For majority of the game, but I see Sporting pulling off the uh, pulling off the road victory and continuing their good form. Three and zero in the Champions League, they would be so that would be impressive. Ajax versus Napoli. Napoli, another team that's been impressive in the Champions League, very impressive team. 
They're 2-0 going to Ajax. I don't know. For me, this is a toss-up. Honestly, this could go either way. I'm going to stick yeah. with Napoli because I li- I've liked what they s- I've seen from them. That one dude, the, the one winger on Napoli is filthy. Filthy. Yeah, 77. His yeah. name's really hard to pronounce. Yeah, yeah he's good. filthy. That's a dude that yeah. he'll be in the Premier League in a year or two. 100%. Yeah. Um, side note, sidebar, Enthrite Frankfurt is uh, top six in the Bundesliga with a 4-2-2 two, and two record. They're not bad. They're yeah. not bad. And let's I, go to that one. I'm taking I'm taking Frankfurt. I'm taking Frankfurt. I think they will win two to one. Oh my God, that's my dream. That's my dream. City, don't get hurt. I know we're gonna win. Uh, it's not even a, I'm not even worried about that. But City, don't get hurt. Tottenham get destructed. Let Predict me see. It. Let me see. Yeah, I, I yeah, I hope uh I'm going three one. I think they're not I think they're gonna try to stick it to them. And I think Frankfurt's gonna just kind of be like, yo, we played ball differently over here. Three one um is what I'm going with. You're gonna put on that game and say, damn, this crowd is fucking live. They have a good yeah. fucking crowd at Frankfurt. That's a tough place to go. So that's part of the a reason. A couple years ago, their kids went hard. Yeah, that's part of the reason. Inter versus Barcelona. Oh, man. So it's in Italy. Uh, they're playing at the San Siro. Yeah, I'm going to go with Barcelona winning this 3-2. to two. Wow. Yeah, I think it's going to really, be a good game, too. I, uh, I've, I've seen yeah. play and defensively they're a little shaky. Um, yeah. You can score on them, so I, I, I think that's a pretty good guess of a scoreline. And uh, I'm going to go 2-2, two, two, though. I think, I think it's going to be a draw. I think Inter will pull off the draw. Um, Barcelona, they look good this season, but, you know, playing at Inter, going to Italy, pulling off a win, it's tough. I think Inter, Inter will hang in there. Uh, Liverpool uh, Rangers. Real, real quick, Nico Nico Barella. I'm looking uh-huh. at you, bro. You look good in the city kit, my guy. <laughs> Want to come over when Bernardo leaves? Nico Barella, come through, man. That Italian can fucking work a midfield. Come over to fucking city. Shout out to him. Yeah, Liverpool Rangers. Uh, fuck Liverpool Rangers. Show me what you got. Play up. You got a talented player. I forget his name now. I'm gonna look up their roster. Um, I think. I want Liverpool to get destructed, but I think Liverpool are going to slap them. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough. But the fact that it's at Anfield, I expect them to win 2-0. Hot uh, take. That place ain't that tough to play anymore. Fuck out of here. That shit's over. That shit's over. That I ain't over. That is I, fucking I ain't here to hear that shit no more. compared to your Julian I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to make up for it. I, <laughs> let, me, let me explain this to you. I saw a couple videos over the weekend. Yo, Anfield this, Anfield that. 3-3 three, three draw. That shit was quiet because that shit was not what – I don't know. I don't know what people were talking about, but I didn't see it. I'm going to just say it like that. Anfield's looking funny in the light. That's what my man's saying. The light is shining <laughs> and it's looking funny. Yeah. They're squirming, bro. They're looking for answers. Benfica, Benfica, at home against Paris Saint Germain. I, I think this is an interesting game. Benfica have started out pretty good, mm-hmm. pretty good, two and zero. They're always a tough team. Portugal is always a tough place to go, and mm-hmm. Paris Saint Germain. They've been looking good this year in the French league and in the Champions League. I think it's going to be a good game, but I, I see Paris Saint Germain. I'm going to say it's going to be three to one. It'll be it'll be one one, and then two goals in the second half by Paris Saint Germain put them away. 
Uh, but yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a tough match. I'm going four to two. Benfica slaps them with maybe the first two goals. I know the first goal. I got a feeling it's going to be scored by Benfica. I love Benfica. My stepmother is a huge Benfica fan. I rate Benfica. I love Benfica. They have a player, uh, Enzo. Uh, I really rate him. I, 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 yeah, I like Benfica a lot from a personal standpoint. I root for them any chance I get. Uh, but yeah, they're going to get slapped in that second half. Uh, The reality don't set in. So I'm going four, two PSG. Um, Neymar with some brilliance. Yep. Um, Chelsea versus Milan, one of one of the games I'm really interested in. This is going to be a banger. You're right. This is really going to be a banger. Yeah, Who do you have I, winning? This isn't uh, in London. Yeah, no, it's at Stanford Bridge. Maybe you're looking at the wrong one because they 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 play two back to back matches. They play at the Bridge this week and then next week they and go then to next Milan. week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Next week's at Milan. So, yeah, I, Chelsea hasn't looked good in the Champions League at all. At all. They have not looked good. And I don't see them. I think they'll get the win here, and then they'll lose. But you know what? I'm going AC Milan gets the draw here, and next week they'll win at, 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 at home. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going 1-1. 1-1. I'm going draw. 3-1. Milan just beat uh, Empoli over the weekend. And their three goals all came late as fuck. In the 79th minute, in the 90th plus, and then in the 90th plus. Leal um, scored, right? Leal scored the very last one. And then, a, and then, Ture, and then good. Bro, what? Sterling replacement a year after he leaves is sexy. Especially once Bernardo comes off the books. Gundogan has a player option. What are we doing? Stick Phil in the midfield. Jack in midfield. Like, how out right, there? Right, do your thing. Your fucking wet dream. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go two to one Chelsea. I think they get this one. I think Milan can't play boring late take late to get into a game. I think Chelsea win this one two to one, but I think they get slapped when they go to the San Siro. Yep. Could be. Could be. But yeah, that's about it for the Champions League. Uh we'll recap the the results of these matches on uh we'll probably do a Thursday or Friday and then we'll talk this weekend for Premier League. But yeah, it was a good weekend for Man City. It was a good weekend for Arsenal. Very, very happy about the results. And, yeah, two best teams in Europe right now, Arsenal and Hands Man City, down. playing the best football in Europe. I'm not saying we're the best. I'm saying the two teams that are playing the best football right now are our With your eyes, clubs. mate. With your they eyes, mate. Do you watch clubs. the game? And if Do you, you watch the game, you, mate? If you're going to question that, I have one question for you. Oh, we don't have any of Okay. Okay. Yeah, you don't have an invincible team. That's from the great tie of AFTV. But, yeah, no, looking forward to the Champions League. I'm glad it's back. I kind of forgot Europe was back this week. But, yeah, we'll recap those on Friday. And then we'll preview Premier League Week 10 coming up this oh, weekend. Yeah. Is it Week 10 or is it Week 9? Week 10, brother. Week 10, match day 10. We just finished match day 9. <clears throat> match day 10 will come to you this weekend. Anything else? Giants no. picking up a victory. Mets collapsing. Yeah. Yankees 
will be in the playoffs. Judge can't get 62. What else? Anything October. Let's end with this. If anybody has seen Mr. O'Leary, <laughs> if anybody has seen Mr. O'Leary, don't shout at him because he can't shout back because his throat's a little achy. Right. Yeah. Get teeth. Don't shout at him. Take a picture. Send it yeah. to us because we haven't seen uh, him. We told you there was a guest coming on, and we're so sad to disappoint you. Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody to... has seen the Manchester United fan, O'Leary, rummaging oh. the streets looking for honey for his throat because it's a little sore and he couldn't make it to the podcast. <laughs> if anybody has seen him, please reach out to us on Twitch. Reach out to us on Instagram. Just get in contact because we're concerned. I, I truly am concerned because it's unfortunate. Like, here, here, here's the thing. United fans, the rest of them at least made it halfway through the game and then they left he couldn't even show up to begin the pod and then maybe halfway through leave so like it's i don't know you heard the first hour of this pod was pretty much the state state of the club i mean you heard from the state of arsenal and how dominant they are and obviously you heard from the blue side of manchester we wanted to give you the opportunity here from the red side of the manchester and hear from the state of the club from probably what what i assumed would be a diehard united fan but i don't know it's unfortunate pray for him get pray some, for him yeah, friends pray for him. get some tea bro pray for him get some honey get some tea we'll let you back on we're not done with you but yeah. don't don't be the guy who comes on after manchester united win two in a row Come on when they lose again. It's going to happen very soon. So there'll be plenty of opportunity. <laughs> Show nice. some guts. Okay? <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, O'Leary. And it, like I said, anybody sees him, please reach out to us because we are highly concerned. Absolutely. Premier League pep talk. Premier pep talk. Wow, I butchered yeah. our own fucking name. Premier pep talk. Episode number eight. We're out this bitch. Arsenal. Come on, you gunners. You, you, don't, have your, you don't have your tagline? No man, I don't I don't got shit. Blue moon. Let's get it. We out. <laughs>